Hello, this is Roy Lilly. The English language rich in breadth and subtlety. Its roots in the dialects and vocabulary of the Angles, Saxons and Jutes, 5th century settlers. Today, English is constantly changing, influenced by Latin, French, Dutch and Afrikaans and the vernacular created by the day-to-day and, of course, social media. On a global scale, English is spoken by 1.4 billion people. Mandarin Chinese is 1.1 billion and Hindi, well, it's only 602 million. I was thinking about a word for our times, more specifically the government of our times. Inflation, for example, the policy seems to be to make poor people poorer, forcing them into indigence. That's a good word for a bad thing. Dealing with the global forces triggering massive movements of people. We call it illegal migration. Actually, the right word is exodus from poverty, war and persecution. Industrial unrest across the public sector, an unpopular government immune from the winds of public opinion, yet the people they are elected to serve are the ones damaged in the crossfire. Collateral damage. There's a word or two. The dilapidation of the nation's estate. No depreciation reserves or policies. The word? Neglect. The NHS overwhelmed with demand and bullied into producing undeliverable plans to conform to impossible budget restraint. Words describing the state we're in? Indigence. Poverty. Exodus. Collateral damage. Neglect. And bullied. The collective word for all this, unsteady and uncertain government, flailing, clumsy, blundering. How about floundering? Derivation, Dutch, flodering. The alternatives, labour, immature, untested, inexperienced, nascent, maybe. I fear for the future, I really do. The success of the NHS predicated on the skills and talents of its people. The invisible fulcrum point, the wellness of the nation. The NHS can deal with sickness, but when it comes to wellness, the omens aren't good. The success of public policies and services are predicated on a growing economy, requiring two preconditions, investment in innovation and a growing workforce. The International Monetary Fund report on the UK economy makes three points. By 2022, UK real business investment was lower than in 2016, in contrast to the 14% increase among the other G7 economies. Long-term sickness is one of the main drivers of the post-pandemic spike in inactivity. Future budgets should accommodate critical public investments plus the level of recurrent spending needed to maintain high-quality public services, especially health and social care. No more is this better spelled out than in today's excellent report Could early intervention prevent a retirement disability benefit time bomb from Johnny Pearson Stoddard and friends at LPC? They're up some, and I quote, the growing number of people of working age unable to work because of sickness or disability is an issue of increasing concern for individuals and the taxpayer. Stoddard and co. revealed the Department of Work and Pensions estimates 
The current annual bill of just under 19 billion for working age disability benefits is expected to rise by one third in real terms in four years. Wow. The Office for Budget Responsibility devoted a chapter of its 2023 financial risks report to economic inactivity and health. They, they say 2.6 million people of working age are outside the labour force for health reasons, making the UK an outlier in the extent to which high levels of economic inactivity have persisted beyond the COVID-19 pandemic, entrenching disability benefits into retirement. The total people of all ages on disability benefits has risen by just over a million in the last decade and is set to rise by another million in the next three years. The LCP report plots the problem by constituency. Have a look at page 17. Isle of Wight, Nottingham North, Sheffield, Brightside and Hillsborough. Ouch. Giving us obvious locations where we should target health interventions and investment. Interventions which either present, prevent someone needing to claim a disability benefit or shortening the duration over which they need benefit. It'll have a huge economic payback over and above the benefit to the individual. Stuttgart & Co. say that if the rate of return is properly measured, there's much that we can do to improve the lives of individuals and preempt a potential retirement disability benefit time bomb from emerging. They give us a new assemblage of words. They call it addressing, quote, amenable deterioration in health. Have a look at page 36. Policymakers must understand there is so much more to shaping health policy than fairy tales about artificial intelligence. Real intelligence has produced this crunching report, reveals the real threat, the hidden drag on the economy, the health service and society, and offers a way out. I hear nothing from any policymaker that comes close to addressing any of this. There are two words for it. Ignorant complacency. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lee, and I hope we'll speak again soon.